Welcome back to Thinking About It. Uh, I'm here with uh, Dr. Stan Fowler. It's been a while since we've sat in the studio. People don't probably realize that because of previous recordings. Uh, but uh, we're here again. And I'm here with Dr. Bob McGregor, and pastor of Grandview Church. And we are here uh, not just because we like chatting and thinking about things, but uh, it occurs to us that a lot of the conversations we have here uh, people are having, they used to have a Tim Hortons or wherever else they gather. And so we just thought it would be good for us to talk out loud, think out loud on some issues. And today, Stan, um, and we don't make these things up. We really find ourselves responding to issues in our day that need to be thought about, and quite often they're not being thought about. So today, we want to think about um, our dear friend, Dr. John MacArthur. Uh, who has been uh, just a great conference speaker here. Many of our guys have his set of commentaries. He's a solid evangelical. He's 81 years of age, and he's come out with a uh, a position now where he is suing the state of California for the way that they are managing COVID and shutting down their church and so on. And it's created quite a stir. A lot of uh, people who respect MacArthur are lining up with him. So, Stan, let's just talk about that. How is it different here, and what exactly is uh, John MacArthur's call to action? Well, I don't think it's significantly different here. In, I mean, in many ways, the, the similarities are great. The, the great difference, I think, would be that uh, the U.S. has had a much harder time getting hold of the, the coronavirus problem. And just when they they thought maybe they were getting hold of it, there have been a lot of surges. California is is one of the places with a very significant surge. It's the most uh, populated state in the USA. And so the governor has um, has reacted by by saying, "Look, we we have to uh, we have to lock down things, perhaps in a way that that we were beginning to move away from." And and so that has uh, has affected not the churches uniquely, but it's affected the churches. And it, and back in the spring, when when all this first began in California, John MacArthur and the elders, Grace Community Church, uh, said, "All right, we're going to go along here and be good citizens and try to be helpful." But now. Uh, very recently, within the last several weeks, they, John has taken the position it's government overreach. They're trying to tell the church how to be the church. They have no right to do that. There are constitutional issues of freedom here. And and we're going to meet in spite of the demands. And I, I just today was looking at a picture online of one of the services this month at Grace Full Community House. Church. Full House. People close together, no masks. Uh, now the picture was from the back of people generally, but no masks uh, that were yeah. visible to me. Um, they are in Southern California, and, and, and they could legally meet outside, uh, actually, uh, and, and probably handle that for quite some time. But, so, Stan, what but, has it's Gavin Newsom who's the governor, the governor there, and that's of the, uh, the 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 nemesis, right, in this story. Uh, 
unlike here where we've got we're allowed to meet for a third we've got a third capacity here is it was it, is it the same down there what was what was MacArthur actually responding to? What were the restrictions down there? I, you know, it's not totally clear to me how restrictive the order was, but I think it was, as I understand it, it was pretty much a restriction that would not have allowed a church the size of Grace Community Church right. to to physically meet mm-hmm. in in the building. But it's it's interesting that I mean, John has never been known for nuance, and and he's always had a pugnacious side to him I, everybody recognizes that and that's not always bad mm-hmm. i mean there are th- there are hills to die on mm-hmm. there are things to be pugnacious about um but he's really come out swinging on this one and he he lamented uh, when all this began to unfold that it seemed like none of his buddies across the country were rising to his defense I, and I'm sure there he had in mind people like Al Moore and Ligon Duncan and Mark Dever. They weren't rising to his defense. Now, I would say, okay, when my when my good friends don't come to my defense and say, yeah, Stan's got it right, I I should step back and say, have I got it right? Maybe I haven't. I mean, maybe I'm missing something here. Um, but he's... And and he's and John's used language along the lines of those people who are pushing back and criticizing me, they don't really know what the church is. Uh they're not faithful shepherds. Um part of the uh the the rhetoric about it is all about well what's an essential service and how can you say the church is not an essential service? I I think that's a bit of a red mm-hmm. herring, mm-hmm. frankly, but but that language arises in, yeah. in all this rhetoric. So it's just become very polarizing, and and so people are rising up to say, I'm with John or I'm not with John. Yeah, and John seems to be saying that you can't be the church under these circumstances. Right. And so for that reason, uh, it's, a, it's a cause for civil disobedience. He does seem to be saying that. And, and, I mean, you and I both recognize, yeah, we Scripture calls us to gather to meet together as God's people, to achieve a variety of things. And we understand that. And that's certainly the norm. But if you accept the idea that sometimes there's a state of emergency and the typical norms Mm -hmm. uh, don't apply in quite the same way, then you're willing to say, you know, we can find creative ways to be the church and connect to one another. Um. And I mean, so one of my great concerns is it, it's one thing to say, look, here are the reasons why I, we have come to this conclusion that we really ought to meet in spite of the government mandate. It's another thing to say any true pastor, any true church will agree with us. I mean, that that just, to, as far as I can see, that just doesn't. It doesn't recognize the complexities of this yeah. question. Why can't you just do as you feel led in your conscience as a church to take that stand and let us do the same thing? You know, why is why is it a matter of do you support him or not? Just say, look, he answers to God. That's that's how their elders have been led. Uh, we'll do it. Why can't it be that way? Yeah, why can't we, in a Romans 14 manner, say each one has to make his own decision, 
mm-hmm. before the Lord. We'll all be held accountable by the Lord in the end. But in the present, maybe maybe there are situations that demand different responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and and surely surely we can be charitable toward one another and not not question. Um, whether other churches are true churches yeah. if they don't do it our way. So I think another thing that I, I sense from <clears throat> down there and a little bit here is that there's a narrative that the government um, is out to get the church and they're using this, uh, they're not wasting this uh, crisis right. to advance their interest, which is to muzzle the influence of the church. And I realize that Satan may have a plan and unwitting participants are always a part of his plan, but I'm not sure that we can say that um, Governor Newsom or here Ontario Ford are intentionally trying to seize the opportunity, muzzle the church, secure their power base. I, I just don't think we can say that. No, I don't think we can. I, I agree very much. I but as you say, we, we do need to recognize, I mean, there, there, there is a real culture war mm-hmm. going on. And um, churches are finding it increasingly difficult to, to be faithful churches in many ways in view of the pressures around us mm-hmm. in our society. Mm-hmm. So that is a reality. But, but, but to bring that into the debate... When what we're talking about is how how do we deal with government mandates related to a a health crisis, a pandemic? Now I I use those terms. I I think they're accurate, but some pastors who are sort of in the John MacArthur tribe on this uh, mock the whole idea of that terminology. What do you mean pandemic? I mean how many people do you know? Yeah who have coronavirus. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know who've died from it? Mm-hmm. And, and granted, um, it's obviously a, a small percentage of the whole population, but it is a significant portion of the population, which could get much larger if we don't pay attention to appropriate protocols. And, and so when I talk with those pastors about this issue, they, they immediately shift to the way in which they perceive government right. and legislative overreach, mm-hmm. um, often relating to issues of sexuality and right. gender identity and that sort of thing. And there are legitimate concerns there. Right. So this isn't the hill that we want to die on. I don't think uh, so. But we need to talk maybe in our next podcast about some of the other hills yes. uh, that are before us that um, will eventually bring us into conflict with our government and are we ready to do that you know are we um, resolved that uh, we might find ourselves as a church um, engaged in civil disobedience doing what John MacArthur's doing only with another issue uh, do our are our people ready for that have they how do you prepare a congregation uh, to face that challenge, uh, and I think we need to flesh that out at our next uh, podcast. I think it's worth talking about, and and it's something we we haven't talked about a whole lot because thanks be to God, we we live in a cultural setting where we have had freedom to be the people of God. Um, in the past, the church was widely respected mm-hmm. in a way that it isn't yeah. now. 
um, we've we've had a lot of benefits, and and we haven't had to think a lot about civil disobedience. And mm-hmm. often the people mm-hmm. doing civil disobedience were not people of our tribe, and they weren't doing it for reasons that we can appreciate. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean there's never a time when we have to do it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that next time. Uh, we'll we'll just divide this podcast into two parts: part one and part two. And we hope that you can join us. Next week on Thinking About It, I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Stan Fowler. Thanks for listening. Keep on thinking. Bye-bye.